Hi, hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Bree, and this is the R&B Podcast, a pop culture podcast where we wrap up each week's pop culture events. Um, how are you doing, Ray? I'm amongst the living. It's been a minute of just, like, existing, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, finals week is upon us, so we almost up out of here and out of this Zoom hell, but yeah, how has your week been without classes? Um weird i haven't done anything i've watched a lot of glee and degrassi um it's literally to the point like i don't know what day of the week it is like i've been waking up at every day and like i'd be like oh no i forgot i have to watch this video today um so yeah it's like weird like time doesn't really exist i just like live by the sun and when it's down it's time to go to bed uh, what an all natural existence. <laughs> 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 I'm like, she's right, gone back to join the ancestors. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's like it's weird because like I know I won't ever in my life again be able to do nothing and be like no one be mad at me for it. Mm-hmm. But also like I'm so bored um, that like I don't know what to do with myself. That's tea. I think it'd be definitely, I think it'd definitely be different if we could, like, go somewhere, but, like, the monotony of getting up and being in your home all day, yeah, I can see that for sure. You yeah. are a person who likes to work. Exactly. And that's the thing, it's like, I already, by accident, organized and purged basically everything but, like, my clothes. And it was, like, I meant to do that all summer, and it took me one night, because it's just, like, I have no one bothering me to like do anything else so it's just like I by accident cleaned up everything (laughs) (laughs) well I mean we love organization yeah you do I'm like (laughs) I'm like worried that I threw away things I may actually need you know I have a problem with that (laughs) that's the tea you also just have a weird way of making things relevant years later you're so but, right. Yeah, I'll be like, I found, I'll find something, and I'll be like, well, I guess I'll use this now. <laughs> Ugh, you do not live a Marie Kondo life. I don't. I don't. I I'm thinking about reading the book. I thought about that the other day, but who's to say? Um, I'm excited for you to get done though. Cause I know that you are to the like end of the semester. You're like ready. <laughs> oh, I've been right like I'm just like it wouldn't be that bad if like like I said if I wasn't in my house every day like I'm a person I will go to a different place every day to study yeah like that's how much like I benefit from being out and about and like just change of scenery because I feel like it'll just like change your whole mind space especially when you're Mm -hmm. writing um but I will like give credit to my teachers where credit is due like for most of my essays and stuff like that we've been given like a creative option which just makes it so much easier for me I guess even though it's still like it's more writing so technically more work but yeah that kind of writing just comes more naturally and I don't have to do as much research because I can just like explain it away as a technique I was using so that's good you know it it could be worse (laughs) that is true it could be worse (laughs) I do want to get your thoughts on this savage remix versus say so remix drama that's going on right now before we jump in because we're not really going to touch on pop culture like specifics to like this week very much but so far (laughs) Doja Cat is on Twitter offering to show her boobs to people who um if say so goes to number one which i mean what an accomplishment to have your song like be number one when a beyonce song drops yeah so the t is i didn't even know say so was really trying to compete because it's like there's other songs that are like yeah that's the key (laughs) it's like right now savage is number two and say so is yeah number three and you know she's she's doing she has a pretty big campaign going on of you know just go stream get it to number one um but 
I don't know. I feel like when you're doing all this campaigning, your songs should just be better. Well, like, there was a thing. You know like, what I mean? Someone was saying, they were like, I don't understand why fans complain about streaming. Like, streaming is just listening to music. Like, if you're complaining about having to stream, maybe you don't like the music. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, if your artist is begging you to stream and you don't feel like streaming it, maybe you're not really a fan. But, okay, here's the thing. I am a, uh, I'll say this. We talked about this last week, too, though. I don't really like the Say So remix. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking, like, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't really like Doja Cat's remixes in general. But, yeah. Like, I just prefer the original version of Say So. Like, I don't think Nikki added enough for me to, like, go out of my way to listen yeah. to it. Yeah, see, like, I don't listen to Doja, so, like, if I were listening to Say So, I'd listen to the remix. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. I like I didn't listen to Savage casually either. But I am now listening to, like, the remix casually. So, I, uh, I don't know. I just feel like Savage remix is just superior. But that's just my opinion. It doesn't have to do with anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Well, guys, this week we're going to talk about something that's close, near and dear to both me and Brie. And pretty much the basis of our friendship which is fan like fan life whether it's fans or fans versus stands fandoms and kind of what happens when your faves become problematic so i'm excited to jump in this week i just want to start this out with saying this is not the first time we've done like a whole presentation on fandoms and fangirling um like it is weird to think like that was like within a year of our friendship that we were in our little gifted and talented study hall and we were required to do a project a semester and we did individual projects the first semester and second semester we decided to do a joint project we did all our projects joint we somehow finessed that (laughs) that second semester (laughs) um every single one like in every class we somehow managed to do a group project that didn't exist um and for oh, snap that's right we weren't supposed to do a group project in davis <laughs> it just ended up that way yeah like we were like so if we read the same book can we split up the work and she was like i suppose so <laughs> and we got that grade for two six weeks <laughs> uh, the finesse yeah but anyway. So we decided our research project second semester was about fangirling. And it's funny, too, to think about, like, middle school research projects compared to, like, real research projects now. Like, we really didn't do that much research. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, we really made our whole class of other smart students sit through, like, a 30-minute presentation of us just be talking about our favorite thing. Yeah. And I mean, I th- to be fair, the research that I did was more about my OCD than anything and how, like, fangirling kind of helps that. Yeah. But, like, other than that, there was really no, <laughs> no research. <laughs> there were, like, no statistics, no studies. Like, that's so, and we got away with it. We got away with memes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But, Anyways. We've been in this for a while. Yeah. And I mean, we've all heard the story of me and Brie not liking each other. Or not even not liking each other, just like not acknowledging each other at all. And then like from the day that we both found out that we liked Glee, it was just like, all right, well, I guess we're just going to be friends now. Yeah. <laughs> so it really just brings people together. Um. So where we're kind of going to start is this, is the fan versus like, stan kind of thing and just kind of talking about our own like fan journeys or however you want to put that so a fan would be kind of like your everyday like oh i support them or i listen to their music i you know do x y and z like you might go to a concert you might um watch a youtube interview like every now and then but you're not really like every like you don't have your notifications on you know what (laughs) I mean yeah you're not on high alert (laughs) now where we move into stan territory 
which started start, starts with an Eminem song. We're not going to talk about you know that whole thing, but anyways, of that basically is like you know the original definition coming from like you know kind of this obsessive, kind of crazed, avid kind of fan. Um, where it goes from being like an everyday thing to like an all day everyday thing. Like you're not going to miss an appearance. You're not going to like you're at the first drop of everything. You'll definitely stay up ha- no matter how long. You're or streaming. Whenever. You're streaming all week and album drops. <laughs> oh yeah. Like le- just to be clear, like the Five Sauce album dropped the same week that the um, Dua Lipa album dropped. I'm a fan of Dua Lipa. I'm a fan <laughs> of Five Sauce. So I didn't listen. So which is terrible feminism, but I didn't listen to Dua for the entire week. Yeah, you don't. You have to support yeah. your people. Yeah, like you do what you have to do. It's, um, it's silly because like I wouldn't even consider myself a Britney Spears stan, but like whenever that one Adele album was like threatening to, and it ended up beating her record. I didn't listen mm-hmm. to the Adele album for the whole week because I said I will not be a part of this record breaking <laughs> for oh, Britney yeah. Spears. Like, oh yeah, you know who you support, <laughs> and you do what you have to do. Yeah, <laughs> which it, it might sound crazy, it might sound whatever. I don't, li- I don't really vibe with calling people crazy. So yeah. Um, and also, just like a, a a quick little note for all the people who think that girls are the only people who can stand, we have all seen grown men <laughs> like become stand accounts for like the weekend. Drake, especially Drake, dropped something last week, and I thought that all the fanboys were about to explode. <laughs> Travis Scott, y'all aren't gonna miss a, an Astro World. Y'all aren't gonna miss a drop. Like everything that these people do, you're there. Like your sports teams, uh, you're tweeting at these people, you're consistently yelling at yes, coaches, you know, you're paying so much attention. Like, literally, it's, sport, it's a universal thing. Like, sport fan culture and like fandom culture is exactly the same, in my opinion. Like, my little exactly. guy friends know all the stats about all the little college basketball players and football players. I can tell you any of that. Like, I'll go to a game. I'll enjoy it. But, like, they know all their little statistics. They wear their merchandise, too. It's the same thing. But it's why is one more accepted than the other? It's just because when a girl does anything, it's looked at as over-emotional, crazy, and just, like, in general, ridiculous. And we gotta, we gotta take that back. Yeah. Okay. Everyone gets a little crazy. Everyone gets a little ridiculous. I've seen many fans get plenty over emotional. Philly won a Super Bowl. They burned the city down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would never burn the city down for a fandom. <laughs> like, sorry about it. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. In in my in our defense, I really do feel like stands stay online whereas like fanboys and fangirls of sports like that becomes physical yeah like that 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 can become a fight quick <laughs> like a like a fist fight quick. yeah that is so true where did your fangirl journey like begin Honestly, I could not tell you. I feel like it's only really been about 10 years. Um, I started watching... Of 21. <laughs> what? I said of 21. <laughs> <laughs> only... You really said that like you're like 40. <laughs> it's only been a decade of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started watching Degrassi in 2010. And like that was the first time... Because I think I do a lot more, I have a lot of, like, show fandoms. Um, It's hard for me to get into, like, music fandoms um, sometimes. Um, But, like, yeah, so, like, Degrassi, I think, was what really started. Like, it was the first time I was, like, I need to watch every single episode of this series. It was at season 10 when I started watching. And I binge-watched the whole thing. Um, I knew, like, all the stuff about, like, all the characters. I, like, really engrossed myself in that. And then... 
I got into Glee, and then that was like my main fandom for years. Um, but it really, like, honestly, every fandom I have joined always is an accident. I don't ever go into it being like, I want to become a like stan of this. It just is like you like watch one thing and then you're watching another thing and then you're like, wow, I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like that vine where she's like two shots of vodka and it's like <laughs> just way too much and before you know it, you're like wasted. Like it's a slow it's a slow burn yeah yeah it really is like it was like I didn't even realize I was a glee but then I have posters in my binders and like watch every episode and like would read spoilers and I'm like well I guess I am (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh but what about you I mean has it been 10 years for you I would say so I don't, uh, I don't know because I, I've definitely always had a personality where like, obviously like I, I watch something and then like, that's like just what I do, I guess. So kind of like you and TV, like, um, I can't even tell you like if any shows that I really like stand before Lee and I, and I do like, we I've talked about like my, like me growing up like in Paris too and how like it just we didn't really have the time I guess or like not or like necessarily like the resources and stuff like I feel like I didn't like I had to like catch up when I got here in 2011 I want to say and so like that's where my stand tendencies really picked up is I had to like really figure out pop culture I had to figure out like what everyone was kind of talking about and immerse myself completely and so I feel like I wasn't really like standing much until I got here in the seventh grade Mm -hmm. even though I had watched every episode of Glee it was like I had no one to talk about it with so it was like yeah I'm gonna watch and I'm going to um listen to like I'm going to download all the music and all the covers and stuff like that and like I'm you know have my own little thing about the characters and stuff but for me I don't think I started standing until I discovered fandoms when did you get tumblr not until I got here okay I got tumblr in like eighth grade yeah (laughs) yeah we'll get there in a minute I mean yeah when we get into like what so yeah just start there like what are your fangirl habits I mean like it changes um like that's the thing so like I I can for sure like um I'm I'm probably not a fan I thought I was like a super fan but like I've definitely fallen off of it but like that manifests Mm -hmm. itself in like I spent a lot of time listening to Survivor podcast like I spent Mm -hmm. probably a good 12 to 15 hours of my week just listening to people like recap like that week's episode or like interviewed old players or just like play games that like kind of have to do with the episode but not really like I just listened to a lot of Survivor content um but like with like BTS it's different because of like the time change not the time change it's the time difference um it's like every morning I wake up I used to wake up an hour before midnight KST, but now I only do like five minutes before KST, but I think I'll go back to doing the hour. Because what happens is like, as I'm sleeping, like, they'll do like a V Live or like, they're doing YouTube Lives right now because they're doing a new album. And so like, I'll wake up, I'll see what happened. I'll like, watch some of the clips or videos. Um, I like, will be on my Twitter, working on my, building my empires. I have to like, tweet some things. Uh, comment some stuff and then like it depends on the fandom if I'll read fan fiction or not um but I mean like I definitely I feel like when I was a Gleek I was very much like always actively trying to recruit people to watch Glee in fact I had a lot of friends who would like start watching it on Netflix in middle school and early high school um 
Mm-hmm. But like with BTS, like I only try to recruit my close friends. I'm like not like I don't like I don't have anything where like like with the Glee thing. Like you knew I was a Glee because I had my poster in my binder. Like I don't have any BTS merch that I really like. You like would know be like ah oh, she's Army or whatever. Um, and it's not like on purpose. It's just like I don't need I don't have a need to like buy that stuff anymore. <laughs> Although I do mm-hmm. get a lot of merchandise. But yeah, it's like now I like know how to control my fandom, ten- my fangirl tendencies to like be more of a hobby and not my whole life. Although it may seem like that to everyone else. T. Because I mean, to be honest, yeah, we are spending more time on these fandoms than like the average person would. But at the same time, I don't think people understand that we could for sure spend more yeah if that makes sense like i feel like we're very controlled at this point in our lives um yeah and it's also like interesting too because like i don't know i always feel like i'm like the only one listening to like these podcasts but then like i watched a video yesterday and like man's like referenced one of the podcasts i watched like three weeks ago and i was like okay cool like i'm not the only one like (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's interesting too it's like especially understanding that like okay yeah I listen to this podcast to this bachelor nation podcast most people who are listening to that podcast are also listening to like the vial files or something or like listening to um you know what I mean like we're like like everyone is kind of listening like there's so much so many podcasts so many different things because there's so much demand for it so I feel like it's a lot more common than people want it to make yeah. it seem. I think, like, I think fandom, like, culture kind of grew a lot with the podcast, like, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you can find that niche, like, that group will definitely support you. And then, like, a lot of times even the show will help you out and stuff, you know, like, putting you in contact with different people. So... I, I definitely think that it's, like, becoming more yeah. normalized. But what about you? I would say, for me, I'm definitely the closet stan, if that makes sense. Like, I, I'm not a person that, like, if you ask me about it or if I'm just, like, whatever, then, yeah, I'll definitely talk to it or, like, I'm not mm-hmm. shy about it. But I'm not a person who's, like, like you like you have stan twitter obviously or like if you if there's something like big enough then you'll like yeah it on your main. <laughs> <clears throat> like and i feel like i feel like just you're more vocal about it i guess um i feel like you're the more visual visible um yeah fangirl like it's your like it's a character trait for you whereas like i feel like i'm just as much of a stan or a fan of things but like I have a very like it's it's very much just for me, <laughs> I guess. Um I mean I have been I've done the Tumblr thing since like eighth grade, I guess. But even then, I don't even know that why I I've been trying to figure it out how or why I got on Tumblr and I have zero <laughs> clue. Um I feel like it was like a Wattpad thing where like one of my favorite writers on there I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened now that I'm thinking about it because I still follow her she um was writing on Wattpad and there was like a lot of censorship and not even like like for explicit content because it wasn't that it was like lengthwise and stuff and like just people being like like because you can like comment in a way that's like pops up on your story like where people like click on it, it's like it's like it's like inline notes, which I just think is annoying. So like she like got tired of the whole Wattpad thing and was like, I'm gonna start posting on Tumblr. And I feel like that's when I like jumped over and um was doing okay. that whole thing. Um but I feel like even Tumblr stands of any kind are people who that's definitely their outlet like that's their blog and that's what they do like for their like like their tumblr time is their fangirl time everywhere else is like clean and clear of all types Mm -hmm. of fangirling like Mm -hmm. i like i've told you before like 
Tumblr is definitely where we're more real, I would say. And like, if you don't like something, like 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 if you don't like something like on Twitter, you'll still like like the post and be like, <laughs> "Great, thanks," you know. And then like we get on Tumblr and we're like, "Are they serious right now? Like, is this really what we're supposed to like?" You know, like I just feel like it's a more authentic place because it's a place where the artist or the creator or whoever is never going to see it. You know what I mean? Like we're not, we're, we're really just giving our opinions and like, like analyzing things on a personal level and not necessarily on a level that's going to affect anybody else. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's just like a personality trait of my own, I guess is kind of, it's kind of being a little more, um, not not even considerate, but just like knowing that like, not that I don't care, like the the artist doesn't care, but it's like, you know, this is my opinion, and I have a right to say it, but like, people can get crazy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely feel there's a difference between a Twitter stand and like everyone else. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, I think. I think the two of Tumblr, like, I think it's a lot more, like, I always sell them as, like, the more aesthetic fans. Like, like they always mm-hmm. had, like, such cute little vlogs and stuff like that. And, like, Twitter is just, like, which is, like, probably why I'm a part of it. It's just, like, we need the content now. We want to talk about it now. And, like, it's, like, instant. Like, yeah. No, like, that's, I think that's my favorite thing, too, is, like, people on Tumblr, like, if there's something going on, like, in the fandom or something, people will legitimately write essays. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's something that I, that I appreciate. It's, like, taking the time to, like, step back and, like, get all the information and then, like, you know, go suits. Because, like, there are things that, like, have happened that I, um that I will definitely um, like see on Twitter and will like kind of do like some pseudo investigation and like looking around and stuff. And like, it seems like super bad and super awful. And like the world is ending, the world is burning down. And then I'll get on Tumblr and like read an essay about it. And then like go actually like find the receipts that they're like referring to. I'm (laughs) like, Oh, it's not even that big of a deal. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm a thoughtful fan, if that exists at yeah, all. Yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it. I feel like there's just, and it's not even, like, uh, that huge of a deal, but, like, yeah. Like, obviously, both of us are um, concert fans. Uh, yeah. So, like, there are certain people who, like, if they're in town or in the state, we're definitely not going to miss them. Um we also like, like I feel like, like we know how to focus fan energy for a second enough to like get all the information and then like, like, like dial it back, like with um, like if we go to a concert and we really like the opener, we know how to like go find yeah. them, follow them, like like listen to their their past music and like 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 really like get on that train. And then, like, just, like, make it casual real quick. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's not, like, obsessive to the point that everything is just, like, this huge deal, you know? Yeah, and it's, like, one, no one has the time to do that. Like, oh, I don't understand how people, like, stand multiple groups at all. But, like, it's just also, like, uh-huh. like, you don't have time and energy to do that. And also, it's just, like, everyone, like, even groups that don't, like, I've been a part of fandoms that don't have, like, Bruno Mars doesn't release that much content ever. He barely tweets. Um, but uh-huh. I'm a big fan of his. Um, like, it was, like, hard to balance, like, during the 24 Karat era. Like, also, like, try, like, Betty, like, released music around that time. And it was just, like, it was, like, there was so much Yeah, music. there was so much music happening. I, like, got so overwhelmed. <laughs> I was, like, I need to, like, not like yeah. all these people anymore. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, getting into, like, kind of the next question, as a stand, do you have to love everything that they do? Um, no. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I think about that time where Betty released Mama Says, 
and we both didn't like it initially like we both enjoy the song now but we both like tweeted like uh a bop or something and it was like <laughs> <laughs> like that's a tweet. Um, exactly it's one of, it's the same it's like publicly we're like yes but to be fair when that video dropped we were like yeah that's on. when we yes. were like wait this song actually does slap like we were wrong um it was funny we both went back and talked about it later we both were like yeah we did not like it initially <laughs> um so like no you don't have to like everything that they do depending on i think it depends on the person depends on how i'll react um like for betty like i'm supporting her because i want her to like make it so badly so like even if i don't like something i'm gonna be hyping her up um if like bts is something i yeah. don't like i may not like it i may not retweet it like i can just be silent i'm not gonna go out of my way to be like Mm-hmm. A, like a rebel fan and be like this is so trash blah 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 like I'll just live my life not listening to that song and it's fine um yeah so, like, it just really depends on the person how I react when I don't like things <laughs> that's the tea like that's yeah there have definitely been times where it's like there are certain albums that I'm like oh no yeah you know? but like but but it's like it does I don't feel like it's a big enough ripple effect for me not to listen to the whole like outside of the initial like week you know like to not listen to the whole thing if that makes sense like it's not that big of a deal of me as one person it's just like yeah so one isn't for me you know yeah like and there are some stands who certainly be like no everything they do is perfect or whatever I like you can't be like that like Mm -hmm. like there's definitely a it's so crazy to me because like so many artists release different sounds across different eras and I'm like you can't like really realistically say that you absolutely love every single like era that they did yeah (laughs) because like that's also not the point like Like, they want to create music that other people may like exactly like Sign of the Times, I'm not going to lie, it's not for me. <laughs> like, when that was Harry Styles' first um, single, I was like, uh, Oh, that sucks. <laughs> why? <laughs> you know? But then, like, Sweet Creature is released. And, like, just, like, the rest of the album, like, Kiwi is great. And, like, I, I just, I really love that album. That's just one song that I was like, okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, I feel like there's room. I do feel like there's room for stands who can say love you not that one that yeah. ain't it just to like kind of define it fandoms are just when the fans become like a part of like the brand so like when they get a name in my opinion so like obviously there's army there's beehive barbs navy that kind of thing swifties are vicious but like in a white woman kind of way <laughs> um <laughs> it's just there's so much there and like I feel like that those really are kind of like like fan cultivated um spaces mm-hmm. where it's like ride or die if that makes sense yeah it's certainly like when you're around like when you're in your fandom with other fans it's like much more of a safe space mm-hmm. like y- it's like we, I don't know how to feel like this with your fandoms, but it's like almost like we all share like one brain cell. Like <laughs> you all have a thought, and then like two seconds later you'll see someone tweet something out. Like I feel like you probably do this with Bachelor Nation. Like you'll be watching it, and you'll probably be like, "Uh, oh, that's like the worst." And then you'll see a tweet later, like someone else feeling the exact same way, and you're like, "Yes, <laughs> exactly." Or it's like we know what content we've been looking for, you know. And so when it finally comes, it's like this is it yeah yeah it's like a celebration yeah it's like let's get us trending let's like you know it's like you just have to you have to be on 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 standby I really I really do feel like fandoms are more about conversation than anything because like you said you want to kind of feel affirmed in your feelings and Mm -hmm. it's a lot it's a lot more exciting when there are people who are just as enthusiastic about you. Like, like I have had full on conversations with people I do not know, but it's like, they liked my tweet and we're like, I feel the exact same way, girl. And it's like, yes, thank yeah. you. Yes, fully. 
like you literally and it's like you have like your inside jokes within the fandom or like little things like we obviously have like a lot of nicknames for like every single k-pop artist or whatever and it's like i'll refer to them by that outside of the fandom and like y'all be like who are you talking about Uh like and so it's like it's like i don't know it's like your own community it's your own little home i guess of like just people who feel the same way are equally as passionate um and like it's like you they just get you they understand i have a question um that I didn't write down but how how do you think um how easy was it for you as a kind of late comer to the BTS fandom like how was it for you to enter into that space because with like a lot of musical artists that I follow like if you weren't there at the beginning people are very quick to throw out the whole fake fan thing or if you don't get the inside joke that happened in like 2015 then you must not really love them you know what I mean um that is one thing I'll say I'll talk about that army is very they have a bad reputation of like being the worst by like everyone else but they're very welcoming to everyone else like within the fandom so Mm -hmm. there's like we like if you're new to the fandom, you're called a baby army and it's like fine. And they're just like, it's okay. Like if you need, like people will, if you start like a new stand account, you're supposed to like introduce yourself or whatever. I didn't do that. Um, and like, you will be like, I'm a baby, whatever. And that's one thing too, like with the whole like industry built fandoms is like in K-pop, they like name their fandoms. If that mm, like the, like the fandom themselves. Yeah, so like, like the, well, the well, the the artists named them. Yeah, or like essentially, it's the companies that are technically naming them. But like, anyways, where like, so armies are just very welcoming and nice, and they're like, if you need help, like DM me, feel free. Whereas I remember Glee, like that, like honestly, being a part of the Glee fandom during the time of Glee was the worst. The fan wars that we had with each other. Like, none of us were in it together. But, yeah, yeah. I will say it was very easy to join that fandom. It's not very much like a, you're a fake fan. They're like, thanks for coming and hope you stay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that so, what? like, refreshing? But it's like, no one would expect that from ARMY. <laughs> That's the tea. That's the tea. But I also feel like you guys are just so hungry for, like, everyone to support them that like you don't care like you're just like even if you're only here for this performance like at least they're getting an exposure yeah that is true so um next question when do these fandoms become toxic and are artists responsible for the toxic behavior within their fandoms um i feel like the fandoms get toxic whenever like there's just like beef um it's hard so like there's a toxicity of like whenever there's with like inner fandom beef but there's also the toxicity of like when you don't feel fully supported by your artist mm-hmm. and it's like you can't really like like you don't know how to vocalize it if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah like I like for me having more like I would I don't want to say that BTS isn't a mainstream fandom but like for me having a fandom that I feel like is more um prevalent at least in the United States where I can like see more people readily I feel like where it gets toxic is when people don't recognize the difference between being a fan and being a stalker <laughs> mm. like when like the, this just this past week the amount of um of just like toxic behavior and like just ridiculousness because one of the guys put a song on a playlist for his girlfriend like you know how you can see people's playlists on spotify mm-hmm. he basically yeah. put a song on there and apparently i've never heard the song and didn't go listen to it but apparently I don't know if the artist of the song 
had like talked about eating disorders or if the song itself said had a had a line about an eating disorder or something like that either way like certain people well and i'll say that it's just a loud minority but uh, even still like it just became a huge thing that everyone was kind of talking about but then the fandom was you know, you had your half that was like, leave him alone. It's a it's a play that's for his girlfriend. Let him do what he wants to do. And the other half was like, oh, actually, this is really triggering to people who have eating disorders. And disclaimer, we don't want to, I don't want to sound, you know, like that they're wrong for being triggered. That's not what I'm trying to say. But like, yeah. it became this huge issue where I feel like that's something that's so personal, but it's also public. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Yes. Yeah, so, I understand. So, so it just became this thing where I was like, that's super toxic behavior, in my opinion, because we consistently ask for content, we consistently ask for this kind of access, and then we get it, and we tear them down. Do you know what I mean? Then it becomes mm-hmm. a, he doesn't support people with eating disorders. He supports, you know, ment- he supports bad mental health, like, or like people who talk about mental health in a in a bad way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I like a lot of fans will make leaps and jumps without things that like the artist explicitly said. Which is like mm-hmm. why I'm always so careful about like interpreting lyrics and stuff because it's like like you can interpret them how you want, but it's also, like you don't know what the meaning was. Yep. Um, and so like that's like that's not so hard because it was like a personal thing for his girlfriend, like. Honestly, no one had a really in my mind a place to really state their opinion about how they felt, like except his girlfriend about the playlist. Uh-huh. Um, but there is a lot of like it's. I showed you that thing about like on TikTok that was like saying how they have K-pop artists act younger so that girls like feel like they need to take care of them, and it's like like that's like why it's so toxic because it's like fangirls sometimes forget the lines of like we don't actually know them yep like we are fans we are not friends and yes. that's the, and that's where the thing is like we can express opinions about like the content they create I think for us but like we shouldn't be having we don't have a right to like spade our opinion about every little thing that they pick and choose to do exactly like one of the boys jewels on in the group and it's like anytime his jewels like in a photo or something it starts a riot and it's like we've been new that he does this you also know that people are addicted to it so I don't know why you're surprised that he's still doing it and it's like he's a grown ass adult he knows it's probably wrong no one who jewels doesn't know the consequences yeah that's the th- that's, that's how I feel about smokers too because one of the guys smokes or at least he used to more often I'm I, I would bet anything in the world he still does. <laughs> but yeah, he probably just keeps not like he. So yeah. fans stop saying stuff. Exactly. Like that's my thing. It's like people who smoke and people who do that kind of stuff, like they've seen the pictures, they've seen the lungs, okay? <laughs> like <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. And, and then, I think like when I was younger, I didn't always like that's the thing too. It's like being in this like in a fandom for so long like when I was younger I think especially like YouTubers like I didn't necessarily understand like I probably was like so like anti stuff that they did and now that I'm like 20 I'm like they're acting like anyone else and like they're old enough to know like they were old enough to know that what was wrong was wrong Mm -hmm. that that's my thing too is like I I feel like it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, it's it's it should be a benefit to understand that these are just people and like, you know, human beings who, yeah, they're on for the hour that we see them. Do you know what I mean? But when mm-hmm. they come off the stage, they're exactly like us. Like, yeah. I feel like it's great to have that curtain pulled back from time to time, but people don't, but because people don't take it like that, do you know what I mean? They just take yeah. that as like, oh, I know you now, when that's not the case. Exactly. That's I think that's really where it's toxic is like people don't understand like the line always. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just getting into how that affects like the fandom specifically. So like there there's some there 
there are issues like within um, every fandom. I'll say a lot of times there is a purposeful, but also just like you know, innate kind of segregation. I'll say, and I'm not saying that like it's like white people being like we're white army and y'all like that's definitely not what happens. I'm not saying that, um, but I feel like as people of color or like any other sort of like sex like maybe with disabilities or mental health or you know whatever it may be there is a um there can be a a need to find your niche you know and work within that niche I guess and so like there are often like POC sauce tags or like Disability visi- disability visibility days. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like when those things happen or when those tags happen, um, I I I don't think I've ever seen a like a person or like an artist or someone like actually like interact with it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. actually not their thing. Um, but. I feel like there can also be a lot of toxicity in that too. Like, because sometimes when POC will say something or like separate themselves, then like people who aren't a part of that minority group will take it upon themselves to say, well, actually we all, you know, like are, should be visible on this day. And it's like, okay, but this isn't about you. Do you know what I mean? And then that becomes just a thing of like, okay, well, who are, who are the boys interacting with? And who are like, who is this? And like, are like, they don't even like see this kind of stuff. And so then people I feel like get end up getting butthurt over that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When really, in my opinion, it's something that started like within the fandom and therefore it should stay within the fandom. But at the same time, should artists like when they see this kind of stuff happening in their name I might add because people will say like um I would say even like with Ariana and people saying like oh like or like you guys say like okay these certain members are like invited to the barbecue do you know what I mean (laughs) 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 and like other people will say um you know, like, that's not okay, and they wouldn't, like, and, you know, it's, like, would, would it benefit for an artist to say, you know, we do, you know, we see you, and we appreciate you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's hard, because, like, there's so many hashtags. I feel like I support the hashtags because I think there is a lot of like I think there is the stigma of fangirls just being like skinny white girls who like are crying and screaming about their faves all the time like anytime you see fangirls like portrayed in the media there's not diversity in it or Um, that or like there's also the um like the ageist kind of approach where it's like they're all like 15 yes yeah it's like there's so many different stigmas with fangirls and so like I do um appreciate the hashtags and stuff because I think it is like a very much like hey like we also support these people and like which is like weird like why do I care about diversity and fandom culture but I do Mm -hmm. like I feel like it's like if it's more normalized for everyone just to love what they love and enjoy this as like a hobby kind of thing then it'll be better but it's like hard for the artists I think to have anything to say because the thing too is like in the culture like with cancel culture and just like how the world currently is it's probably hard to speak up about things if you're not you don't feel fully educated on the topic Mm -hmm. Um, because anything that you say will and can be turned to mean something else yeah um and so like i don't mind if the artists don't interact with it um like I feel like if they did, it would cause more problems because often I, it's different, I think, with K-pop because we are supporting like 
minority artists to begin with so like a lot of fandom is very diverse Mm -hmm. but like with western artists if they were to interact with these hashtags i can just see it being way more diverse like divisive in within the fandom yeah so a topic that i feel like a lot of fans hate is problematic behavior um by the artists that you or whatever you're supporting um this is hard i feel like i've never i've been fortunate enough actually that's a lie um i remember like naya had that she got arrested one night for we did laugh at that though we did laugh about it but also like i remember like as it was happening i was like really because also we have um mark who we found out to be a pedophile later on that, yeah, so that like a lot. Yeah, it, it's like it was like, and the thing with the Glee fandom, at least, is like the people, like the actors, were relative. They are still relatively young, so I was mm-hmm. like, they're really going through all of this so early. It's like their careers are like, they're so young, but like that's hard. <laughs> that was I think I don't think I've ever had to really deal with problematic behavior since Naya luckily but like I'm always ready to like unstand if needed ah so you go for the full unstand okay yeah but you still watch Glee oh well that's the thing with Glee it's over I don't know like Puck the guy who's a pedophile died Naya I don't everyone else like (laughs) the thing with Naya which is why I got over it was the way that her other cast members still hang out with her did they really? Yeah, uh, Kevin and Jenna had her on the podcast. Ooh. So I was like, and then she released the book afterwards, and like, the way it got pushed under the rug was a little weird. Um, but the because the thing is, they all turned their back on Mark, but they all were still friends with Naya. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And like, it's harder with TV shows if you have one problematic after versus like with like artists if they're problematic like you just kind of have to I feel like you have to understand yeah yeah I feel like yeah I definitely feel like with um things of that magnitude yeah definitely has to be a quick fast and in a hurry yeah like think about it I think of how many problematic people are in and out of bachelor shows you yeah. mean to tell me I have to cancel that show? I really can't. <laughs> That's key. Yeah, so I guess it's like another difference between like artists versus TV fandoms is like, I like guess, yeah, like everyone, if an artist is something problematic and they're hashtag canceled or whatever, like the expectation is to essentially drop them, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, I definitely feel like there are moments like we, uh, another like part of our unaired files. Like, I had a whole breakdown about the fact that I would never be able to listen to one of my favorite Lady Gaga songs ever again because R. Kelly is disgusting. Yeah. And I just like, but that decision wasn't necessarily hard for me, I'll say. Like, I mean, it's hard in moments when I'm like, damn, I'd really like to enjoy that song right now. But it's like, it's something that kind of had to be done. So, like, how do you feel about separating the art from the artist? Um, it depends what, like, to what extent that it has to be. Like, with R. Kelly, that's, like, unexcusable. Like, I can't separate the art from the artist. Um, Taylor Swift is very problematic. Um, I would hardly say that I am a fan of hers. Um, I, <laughs> but I do hate to say it. I love her music. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I will she puts out some bots. She puts out some bots. And so, like, but, like, I think that's because also, like, I have more of a personal beef with Taylor um, yeah. that, like, I so, have to separate it that way. Yeah, so it's possible for you to be a fan of the, of the art and not a fan of the actual person. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's key. I mean, but how do you feel about, like, your girl Tyra was getting drugged through the dirt yesterday oh tyra yeah oh you, Mer- was I, I my silence this. was my silence not noticeable 
it was it was deafening. It was deafening <laughs> silence. But I, <laughs> I will say this about Brie. She has always acknowledged just how crazy Tyra is. Like she will always say, but the thing she did to those girls, not okay. Like so she knew. <laughs> I was like, I was actively watching a very Sunset model rerun like marathons and I knew it was problematic. But, like, I just was, like, Tyra. Like, I almost wrote an essay about her being, like, a role model in my life. <laughs> um, yeah. Tyra Banks has... My... That's the thing. Is I have a big issue with the cancel culture and, like, problematic culture when it's things that, like, have been done years ago. And, like, that's... You're right. I always acknowledge... Like, I think... Like, one of the things people keep bringing up is Niall had to do... He's, um... He's deaf, and they had him do a photo shoot, like, in the dark. Um, so he couldn't communicate with, like, the photographer. And I remember that I... Oh. Really, I remember when that happened, I was like, this is just not okay. Um, mm-hmm. This was maybe five, six years ago. And, like, that's the thing, like people are bringing that up now. And I'm like, as, I think... My thing is, I think there's a lot of issues with other people realizing that they were problematic, and they're trying to go back on it. And so they come for people, but it's like, I, I can't be mad at Tyra. Like I can be mad at Tyra cause she shouldn't have done it. Um, but I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, cancel her because we should have canceled her when it happened. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think it's been interesting, especially since like these conversations have been happening for the past couple of years where like more models have been coming out and saying Tyra did nothing for my, um, career. And to that, I disagree a little bit. Um, and to that, I would say, well, I wouldn't even disagree. I'd be like, you're telling me this. Why? Because obviously I know. I don't see you in, at, like walking the runways or anything. I think, what, I think what that show did, though, was give people, like, I, like the purpose of a lot of reality, like Glee Project, is, like, giving someone, like, a foundation to start their career. And the people who took off are the people who capitalized on it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But yeah, and didn't just expect their career to be like fully formed. Yeah, like that wasn't. I don't think it was like the intention of Tyro to be like, "I'm gonna help you fully to your career." And like that's why, like it's like Amer- it's like Idol. Like how many people who were like runner ups or like third placers who have better careers than the people who won their season? It happens all the time. All the time. It's all about you get on that show, you got your foundation, and um, you have to take off yourself. Um, there's one girl who was the first person out of her America's Sixth Model season. Mm-hmm. Justine Sky. Yeah, she was the first person out of her season. And honestly, I can't tell you who else was on that season. Yeah, because she really capitalized on the social media part of it. Exactly. And so, like, that... I feel like Tyra, she was very disrespectful. Like, she should probably apologize for, like, a lot of things she said just because of, like, as a woman, she was very dis- disrespectful from that standpoint. It wasn't very much a woman supporting woman type of show. Um, so I sh- do think she kind of probably should apologize for it, but I don't think it should be like a whole, like, we need to cancel Tyra Banks. Like, the show's over. I don't think they're ever going to bring it back, and it's not like she does much anyways in the public for there to be much to cancel. Mm-hmm. Quite Okay, so what do you think an apology has to look like? And who can, yeah, just go from there. I think she just should acknowledge that what she, like some of the activities that they did um, and the culture that she created just was like gross. I think she should acknowledge that and and say like, I grew. I don't think she should make any excuses. If she makes an excuse of the time, which is technically relevant because of like how reality tv worked 2000 to 2009 was different than how it is now um so i like but i don't really want her to make an excuse for it because some of the things she did were just wrong so i think she should just take accountability and that's Mm -hmm. that i mean does that extend to all celebrities for you though because that I, i feel like that's kind of where i feel like most celebrities um or, like, people who people stand, like, where they mess up in these apologies. Is my thing is, I don't, I don't know if I want an explanation. Yeah. Does I that make sense? Yeah. 
I want you to take accountability. Yeah. And just say what I did was not right. And I feel like, I feel like the, I feel like the shorter it gets even better for me. Yeah. TBH. Because then you get people who are like, well, I grew up in this like really bad home and I was bullied a lot as a kid and I, you know, and then it becomes a, you know, this is about me. And it's like, no exactly yeah like that's the thing it's like she could 100% make the excuse for it being a a product of its time but I do not want her to say that because it's it's I'm past the point of using that excuse of being like it was like uh, when people say they had a racist face like I just I'm like no like you can't just Mm -hmm. say that like it's like not okay like it wasn't okay that you were acting like that in the past and it's not okay that you're making an excuse for it in the present I think when you make an excuse for it it's you basically being like almost like you would do it again if the times didn't change yep that's why I take excuses if things did not evolve to us realizing things were wrong you do it 100% again yep Um, Uh, so that's why I just want accountability um, and acknowledgement of like what was wrong was wrong and then that's all I need um Uh yeah and uh, I won't do it again and I never (laughs) I won't do it saying I won't do it again meaning it and then I feel like in some cases there is some you know accountability can be taken with uh you know I'm going to start supporting this organization or this like depending on what exactly was said or I'm gonna like I even think um there need to be more organizations that just work towards like education and these like sensitive topics and stuff like that that then mm-hmm. you can say you know I'm educating myself this way I encourage other people to do to do this as well do you know what I mean yeah so I, I fully support that I would love that if people were like you know this is where I'm getting you know educated this is these are steps I'm taking to be more educated that's yeah. all I need all right guys it's time for sorry not sorry is the time in the podcast where we can talk unapologetically about what we're excited about what's going on that maybe we want to go on a rant about just anything that we probably should be sorry about but we're really not um so this week my sorry not sorry is the bachelor's Mm. latest show listen to your heart now this show has has easily has the worst like viewer and like viewer ratings meaning like the amount of people that are like actually tuning in per week i want to say that the bachelor usually gets like um seven close to seven million people this is probably getting half of that interesting um and i uh, i i should have done a little more research to know exactly what's what is going up against as far as like what what else is on prime time on mondays at 7 p.m but i did not feel um, like there's nothing else happening my point is <laughs> exactly that's my thing i'm like people are people are just at home and not watching like i know you're at home. yeah like i know bachelor nation is at home and the thing is guys it it did seem cheesy and they were doing all that promo in the middle of the Bachelor season, which was just, like, ridiculous and awful. However, this show is dramatic. It has different, like, versions of villainry. Like, meaning, like, villains who are so... I feel like they're more overt villains, but it's all almost like they're just actually in real life bad people like they're not necessarily like oh I'll be the villain of the season like it's it doesn't seem produced Mm -hmm. like they just really seem like they are just bad people all around um I will say I will say episode three kind of like went off the rails a little (laughs) bit um but episode four every person that watched that I've had conversation with every podcast I've listened to Everyone wanted to throw the remote through the television. Like, that's how infuriating and dramatic it got. It's so... I think it's just such a good way to spend, you know, if you have the two hours, which I know you do, 
just watch. Like, this is shameless plug. It's honestly really good. And, like, I'm sad because I know it's probably going to be one of those Bachelor spinoffs that doesn't get picked back up because people didn't um, people didn't watch. But I feel like if more people actually did watch, then they would like it. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm not even watching it. And I usually watch everything. <laughs> so my Sorry Not Sorry is actually about Survivor, Winners at War, the current season that's happening. Um... That, like the ratings thing for listen to your heart was interesting to me because survivor like gets a decent amount of viewership but like since quarantine has happened it's been like like it grew a lot which is really cool um but i'm actually mad right now because last night which because we're recording this on thursday so on wednesday um they it was episode 12 so the penultimate episode next week is the finale and they decided to rush the whole two-hour episode to give us a 10-minute recap at the end of the episode which makes no sense because anyone who was watching the penultimate episode wouldn't need the recap because like they obviously are an active watcher and so I'm very curious to see if they're gonna have another recap at the beginning of next week's episode like the finale which would make a lot of sense because like a lot of people were like you know like you watch like the premiere of the first few episodes you're like maybe I'll check that back in later kind of thing so we're like, why did we waste mm-hmm. 10 minutes of an episode where we get 10 minutes of strategy? Like, no joke. Usually, like, a tribal council will start about 45 minutes into the episode. We had one tribal council start 30 minutes into the episode. Like, they literally rushed the episode to give us a recap. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm kind of mad. <laughs> to, to be fair, no was actually sitting down and watching Survivor last night. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, is, like, if you're watching this episode, like, you're not going to watch the penultimate episode and not go to the finale. And, mm-hmm. like, it, the, like how they kind of try to make it seem was, like, a hype video for the finale. And we all were, like, like, we're, like, we're already here. We're at the last 10 minutes of a two-hour episode. Like, you already have our attention. We don't need to, like, we're going to watch next week. Like, exactly. why are you giving us a hype video? So I just, I was frustrated. Because, it's like, it's, it has the potential to be, like, a top five season. And I, like, the editing this season, the last few episodes, has kind of, like, ruined that a little bit. Like, the season's very much carried by the characters and not by, like, the story that the editors have been creating. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah. I just had to go off about that. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> you poor thing. That is always frustrating when it's like, I don't. Uh, it, it's hard when you are a fan and you're like, why aren't you catering more towards your fans instead of trying to garner all these new fans that aren't here? Exactly. Like, who are you catering to? Like, who was this for? <laughs> That's tea. Alrighty, guys, looks like we've come to the end of another episode. If you can like, do it. If you can subscribe, do it. If you can leave us five stars, go ahead and drop down and do that too. Be out here in these streets for us because we are out here in these streets for you guys. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye.